0: Māori and Pacifica artists who created contemporary art that has enriched Aotearoa and captured the world's attention over the last half a century share their stories in a new TV series, Waharoa Art of the Pacific. Waharoa are gateways or portals. It's a daunting brief, telling the story of how traditional Māori and Pacific art forms have been referenced, adapted, and transformed over the decades. Hosting the three-part series is art historian emeritus professor Nauhuria Te Aohe Kotuku. She travels the Motu, talking to around sixty influential artists behind significant contemporary artworks to find out more about their influences, their practice, and their hopes for the future. Nauhuria explains why this series means so much to her.
1: My passion for taonga Tuku Iho for uh, traditional art forms and also for what is happening now in our Māori and Pacific and Indigenous worlds. And for me, creativity and creative work um, form one of the great counterpoints and reflective provocations or responses to what we see going on in the world around us and um what is so gripping i think about the journey we took with waharoa is that as the name suggests we walk together through that massive gateway and we looked around us and in aotearoa and the pacific But located here on these islands is just such an incredible record of effort and resilience and joy and confrontation and the emergence of a different type of community and people. And Waharoa is as we've stated metaphorical in many ways but it's also very much an actual physical structure and that was actually such a coincidence that so many of our artworks in the show are waharoa that's what was amazing because we dreamed up the actual title before we went tramping around the universe from wonderful Ralph Hortete's studio site in Port Chalmers, which we filmed on an incredibly mad, snowy, blustering Antarctic blizzard day. That was how we started the show, or filming the show, all the way up to Kororareka and Waitangi and the Bay of Islands and through the journey we kept coming across gateways and doorways for me that's what made it so incredibly special that we were constantly moving looking forward but as we say in the maori world looking behind us as well Um, although the show itself is very much in te au hurihuri it is absolutely contemporary with just a a few moments grounding me in the house in which I grew up, which I still believe is probably the most spectacular art gallery in the country. And of course, I'm referring to Tamate Kapua, the um, grand meeting house here in Rōtorua.
0: Oh, your love of that place comes... Boring really? out of you, yeah, but also artists that you spoke to. I mean, Sandy Adset, for example, also spoke of being mesmerised by Ko when he was growing up. I mean, these the yes. marae have had such influence on our artists. Yes.
1: What has been thrilling, though, is that other artists like Kura Tewadu and Bob Yankee and Shane Cotton And, of course, the old guys like Padamatchit and the maestro of them all, Ralph Hortere, basically took those forms or reinterpreted those forms and went somewhere else with them. And, of course, in the case of Ralph, just left them behind, but then engaged with a completely different universe, And for me, that's what's really exciting too, that since we first arrived on these islands all those centuries ago, Māori and Pacifica people who came in more recent times have enjoyed a really interesting relationship with the environment, with aspects of the environment, like the climate, like the light, like the texture of the landscape, All of this comes through in the work that we are exploring in Waha
0: I thought also back to to Sandy in the first episode where, and I thought this was something fundamental to what you're exploring with your artists here in the series. How far to push the boundaries of tradition, to nudge gently or to push them over. And I keep coming back to that as you talk to all of these artists around the country and we explored their work. Some have nudged and some have pushed over.
1: Well, it's a reflection on our own humanity that some of us prefer to remain in our comfort zone with the familiar, with the beloved, with the inherited. Some of us are sustained by our heritage work our heritage media, our heritage forms, but others will just break away from them. And yet at the same time, and this is what I think Waharoa is also saying in a really subtle way, despite breaking away and pushing it all over and moving forward, manipulating light or metal or other very adventurous media, most of our Māori creatives and Pacifica creatives who are taking that choice nevertheless retain something I think and I perceive as being still within the Māori or the really essential quality of being a Pacifica and Māori person. It's really interesting. I don't for a minute expect someone who would come across a hotere to see a work of Maori art. Not everyone would see that, but I think most Maori do. I just consider his color palette and the lines. And as you um, commented on uh, Sandy and his work, which is actually quite disciplined and within the parameters of kōwhaiwhai and waituhi. With Ralph's work, with Hōtere, it breaks through that. But for me, when I look at it, I still see what I grew up with. And I don't know if it's about excellence or about style or about a particular aesthetic, But all of them, every single one of the art makers who so graciously agreed to share their lives with us, every single one of them has got that quality.
0: For the Mm. Pacifica artists, Fatu Fu'u, of course, you can't go past four decades, the godfather of New Zealand based Pacifica artists. His story and his influence are so strong and so. Interesting. I cannot imagine this country without him.
1: No, that's true. And he's not only important as a creative, but also as a mentor and a teacher and as a recorder, because so much of his work is a reflection of that experience, you know, of the movement from the balmy, beautiful warmth and soothing waters of the islands to this really cold environment here. So what he does, I think, is sustain that energy and sustain that vision. Another person that I consider really important uh, as well in the Pacifica context is Tehuane Tibo. Te another Samoan person who began painting in her 70s and created a most extraordinary sequence of beautiful little framed pictures that reflected and recorded her memories, her memories of a place that she'd left half a century earlier. And um, they are just utterly extraordinary. I'm so pleased that her estate, her whanau, Ainga, um, agreed that we could include her work in Waharoa. She is really important.
0: Such Um, a lovely interview with Fred Graham uh, when he was talking about his bird sculptures and he was pointing out that Unlike a painting, which is one-dimensional, sculptors have it tough. You know, the the artwork has to look good from all perspectives and all sides. And I, I wanted to talk about the first artwork, really, that we see that you discuss with us in Waharoa, which is yes. Michael Parakofai's Venice Biennale. Work Chapman's Homer when it was at the yes. Christchurch Civic Building, and you describe this as a prime example of Māori aesthetic in a global context, and it was massively popular. Was that an obvious choice for you to to set the scene for what would come in terms of a single artwork? Because I would have thought that choice was quite hard. The first one to discuss in depth. Yes, it was, and yet
1: not. Because Chapman's Homer is so utterly muscular and textured and intense and expressive. And, you know, many people tease me now and say, but why that? Because it's so masculinist and it's Wall Street and. It's this and it's that, and it's Picasso, and it's this and all this. And I kind of think, well, no. With the bull, with that Taurian symbol, with the history of dairy here in Old Aotearoa and um, beef and our country's uh, colonial process, what Michael did was kind of flick that upside down and inside out. And it's a... Cheeky piece, it is utterly insolent, and yet I think it's also really, really sublime. It's that sense of irony and challenge which pokes you in the nose and says, Figure this out for yourself, what do you think?
0: I get a sense when you were talking to these artists that it, mm. it meant a great deal to them to be spoken to. To be listened to.
1: Their principal medium as art makers is in their work, their voice is their work. I was deeply humbled. I mean, I left a lot of those households and studios and encounters, kind of mopping my face up, just feeling personally so incredibly grateful and you know they were giving us something they already give us their work you know they put their souls out there for the world to look at I guess with the program we offered the opportunity for a little more in the case of a number of the people with whom I spent time they had the opportunity to actually articulate ideas that they normally don't get the chance to. I, yeah, I agree with you. It was just an utterly incredible privilege.
0: Emeritus Professor Nahuya Te Owe Kutuku, the series Waharoa, Art of the Pacific, will premiere on Prime on the 17th of November and the full interview is going up on our webpage. And it's been announced today that Fatu Fūū, whom we referenced in that interview, is one of three new arts foundation Te Tumutoi icons, Dame Robin White and Dame Jane Campion, are also now among our 20 living arts icons. Lovely to hear.